Great. So we'll have, um, we're gonna have a guest speaker now. Uh, Dave Zook is going to come on here. I'm going to stop sharing the PowerPoint hopefully here in a second. And then that way we will see Dave here. Oh, there we go. So uh, Dave, whenever you're ready, uh, feel free to unmute yourself and we'll have you uh, share a few words on what you've learned while raising capital. Uh, I've known Dave for the better part of a decade. He's very smart on structuring deals, raising capital. And one of the best things I ever heard from him at a talk he gave at another conference was the intent to influence influencers and figure out who really kind of moves the market or who does everybody know and respect and work with in a niche market and then figure out how to add value to them and and work with them uh, more fluidly. So uh, thank you, Dave, for uh, talking to the group here today. And um, you have the floor now. All right. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So uh, a little bit about me and my background. Um, I'm heavily invested in the car wash, uh, the ATM space and the car wash space. Um, uh, we're, we're building in the next uh, three to five years. Our plan is to build about 50 Tommy's Express car washes. Um, we're also one of the top five ATM operators in the country, and we do a lot of self-storage investments. So we're, we're fund operators uh, raised between five and 600 million um, in the last uh, decade. And Richard asked me to come on and share some of the, some of the things that I've learned and some of the things sort of uh, not only on deal structure, but some of the things I've learned in the capital raise space. And one of the things that I would tell you is when I really started getting traction, it's, it's when I shifted my mindset about, I got to get my deal funded I gotta, I gotta make a certain deadline. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. It, it was about me, and um, you know, many of you know this already. And I was probably late to the game, but you know, five, six, seven years ago, when I, when I, you know, after I'd done a few deals, and I started shifting my perspective about, look, this isn't about me. This is about my investor. And when I, when I started becoming a consultant. That's when things really started to change. I was really starting to get uh, a lot of traction. So many times there, I'm in a situation where I may have an ATM fund open. At the same time, I, I may have a self-storage fund open. And, you know, we're, let, let's say we've got, you know, a need for $20 million in the ATM space, and we're about to close down our self-storage fund. We're almost at the point where, where we're oversubscribed. I just had a conversation earlier today with an investor who, um, you know, she's looking to place some capital. And so when you can discipline yourself to get to the point where um, it's not about me, it's not about my fund, it's not about how, money, how much money I need in this fund or that fund, but discipline yourself to get to the investor's level, make sure that you're putting them in a deal that's best for them. And so just being in that consultant role and then also um, helping a lot of people um, with say larger transactions, uh, helping them work through uh, kind of complex tax strategies. That's kind of how I entered the space more than a decade ago. I, was running several different businesses and got myself in a position where I had to pay a half a million dollar tax bill. And uh, so I entered the space 
I really got serious about investing and tax and, and all that because of my problem. And so surrounded myself with good people, good team members, got in, you know, got myself where got myself in a position today where I'm dealing with some of the te- some of the best tax strategists in the country. Some of the some of the people on my team um, are are just awesome in their space. And now I can leverage those people to help my investors kind of work through some of those uh, complex tax strategies. Let's say if, if you're a, a dentist and you're selling your practice and, and, you know, you need help on the tax side, how do I keep the money that I, that I earn or, or keep the money from that sale? Um, so really just getting a, into a consultant role, you know, many of, of us, can say to an investor, look, if you invest $100,000 in this deal, you know, you should be able to, you know, based on my projections, you know, you you get 200,000 back in five years or seven years, you know, but if you, if you come in as the consultant and help people work through their problems um, and, and you sort of, you know, wrap that into the whole project, um, that that's where I've probably got the most traction over the last decade. Um, and then as far as deal structure, as you can imagine with different uh, asset classes, anything from, you know, natural gas to self-storage, to car wash to ATMs, um, there's different deal structures in many of these deals. And what I've learned as well is, Make it very obvious, you know, people are, people are used to, conventional investors are used to the fact that, you know, their financial advisor will take a fee and it doesn't matter if that investment does well or, or doesn't do well, that, inf- that, in, that financial advisor has made his fee and he's off, you know, selling some other product or selling that same product to, to another investor. The way, I've, the way I've positioned many of our deals is to really make it obvious that our uh, goals and our visions aligned. So when the investor would make money, I make money, and typically in that order. So, you know, we've, we've done several deals. We've, we're, we're involved in a, in a timber deal that, that Richard's very familiar with or that, that we've, you know, kind of chatted about back and forth, but... Um, you know, that deal is set up where the investor gets 100% of their principal back and then they get 45%. So they get basically, they get 1.45 times their, their principal back. After that, there's a 50-50 split on, on, the, on any profits or any sale of the real estate or any sale of the timber. So what that does, it, it, it shows an alignment. You're saying to your investor, look, after you've not only gotten all your profit back, but after you've made a 1.45, now you can split the profit with me. And that's where I make my money. I make money after you do. Uh, we set up a debt fund in our car wash business where the investor in five years will get a 1.75x return before I get a penny. So it's showing um, long-term vision. It's showing the, customer, the, the, the investor that they get all of the money first. Now, you know, I may not have been able to do that coming out of the gates with my very first deal, you know, but I'm in a position now where I can defer. 
I can defer the short-term gain. I can defer the cash flow. So if you can show an alignment with your investor in the way that you structure your deal, uh, they will recognize that. And then getting creative, getting creative in the deals that you, that you put together. What works for the investor? So we went out in the last six months, we went out with a car wash deal in the debt fund and we did well. We, we raised, we got six or seven car washes that are now in some form of, of development or construction. And we did well with that fund, but as we're ramping up and we're listening to our investors and one of the, one of the drawbacks was as, as uh, one of your speakers earlier mentioned about, you know, a debt fund or a, you know, private money loan, there is no tax benefit. And so that was some of the feedback we were getting from our investors. Like, man, I really like to get in this deal, but it's, there's no tax benefit, and you know, with it being a debt fund. So what we're what we're working on now to put together is to take a an asset that we're already very well known in, applying some leverage, putting it in that same fund. Now we're blending. We're taking an asset that gives you 100% bonus depreciation, and when you put 50% leverage on that, that now that now gives that asset 200% bonus depreciation. Now you now you mix it into a fund, into an asset that's that's a death fund that has zero depreciation. Well, guess what just happened? Now the whole fund gets 100% bonus depreciation. And so everybody wins. So get creative, align yourself with your investors, and it's not about you. It's about your investor. So Richard. I'm, I'm open to any questions. I'm ha happy to hang out for a little bit, but um, that's all I got. Appreciate you having me on. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. And uh, how much capital have you raised in total since you first started? Uh, we're approaching 600 million. It's between five and 600 million. Awesome. And then uh, what would be like a, a million dollar insight of something that everyone should for sure be doing that you haven't mentioned yet? Something that maybe when you started doing this, it really helped you get more moment momentum um, that you could, you could share with everyone. I, I'd say look for, look, look to add value in a way that's not being done in the marketplace. Set yourself apart. Don't, don't be, um, don't be same. And, and there's, uh, there's a bunch of different people doing a bunch of different things out there, but look to add a twist, add some kind of value beyond just, you know, Hey, you get an 8% return, you get a 70-30 split, whatever, you know, you're going to make performance. Figure out some other way to add value to that investor. Awesome. Yeah, we really stress that at our workshops to do something unique and not look like everyone else. And uh, so I'm glad that you just kind of naturally said that without having gone to a bunch of our workshops. So awesome. Uh, what about a trick to get people to actually respond to you? I think a lot of people have valuable offerings, but the trick is getting them to actually call back or actually respond to an email um, how do you get people who are super high value? Um, I think one of the founders of Ethereum, you recently, recently were hanging out with, for example, like how, how do you get 10, 20 plus million net worth people to respond to your communications? Well, you, you definitely have to talk to them a little different than you would for somebody looking to invest their first 50 grand or even somebody that's, that's you know, somewhat seasoned, but looking to come in with a 50 or, or you know, $100,000 investment. One of the things you got to do, and I'm and I'm sure you're aware of this, is you got to figure out what's important to them. 
You know, what's important to a $50,000 investor is going to look different than what's important to somebody that's got 10 or $20 million to place.